The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus was praying in a certain place, and when he ceased, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John taught his disciples. And he said to them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, give us each day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins. For we ourselves forgive everyone who is indebted to us, and lead us not into temptation. The Gospel of the Lord. So in the first reading, we're still with the, the prophet Jonah, a wonderful character, and you see his response to the conversion of Nineveh is one that you would initially not respect, uh, expect, but I think uh, the more that we reflect on it, the more that we can begin to see ourselves in the prophet Jonah. And so his, his reaction is one of, of anger. He's frustrated that God is merciful to the Ninevites. Right? He's frustrated that God has mercy. He's frustrated that he even had to come and preach to them. And so what happens is he begins this prayer to the Lord, this conversation that happens with the Lord. And by prayer and experience, the Lord is slowly transforming his heart. His heart from unrighteous anger, anger at things that we should not be angry about, to becoming more and more like God, who is merciful towards those whom he loves. And it is that transformation in prayer is the purpose of prayer, right? One of the greatest effects of prayer is the conversion of the heart of the one praying or the transformation of the heart of the one praying. That's one of the greatest effects of prayer. So even if nothing else was ever given us by means of our prayer, if the Lord transformed our hearts, well, then prayer would have had its greatest effect in us, which is that we become more and more like God. And prayer is essential for us for this transformation. Prayer is not something that we can only find time for. It is necessary for the Christian soul, for the soul that is seeking to follow God, for the soul that seeks transformation. Everything that comes from heaven, God has willed, should be obtained by prayer, should be obtained by petitions, by adoration, by thanksgiving, by all of the different types of prayer that we can offer towards God. It is by prayer that we are transformed. It is by prayer that we are sanctified, and therefore prayer is necessary. And so when we move to the gospel, you can see that what happens is when the disciples come to the Lord and say, teach us to pray, he begins with this as a principle, the necessity of prayer. He doesn't say, if you pray, he says, when you pray, when you pray. So it is necessary, you must pray. When you pray, say. And we have the two accounts of the Our Father in Luke's Gospel and in Matthew's Gospel. Matthew has a few extra words added, which is the words that we take then uh, in, in the liturgy and in, when we pray the Our Father. But we can break down the Our Father into all of its uh, petitions and see the beauty of the fullness of this prayer, the fullness of the wisdom that comes through this prayer, the power of this prayer uh, that has been given to us from God himself, from God in our midst, 
And so <clears throat> the prayer can always be reflected upon, delved into. It's very beautiful to read the interpretations or the uh, reflections and meditations of the saints, of the church fathers, of everyone that has reflected upon the Our Father. I would recommend as well, if you haven't read it in uh, Pope Benedict's Jesus of Nazareth series, his section on the Our Father uh, is wonderful. It's an absolutely wonderful section of the book uh, to read when he deals with Christ's public life, but he has a fairly large section on the Our Father. It's very detailed. Um, he takes into account all of the church fathers, offers his own personal reflections, and it's a beautiful read if you're looking for something maybe to go a little bit further into, into this wonderful prayer. And so it begins, as we know, and I'll add some of the words from Matthew's Gospel uh, that we have come to know. Um, so it begins with the petition, Our Father. And even just those two words, so full and so, uh, so abounding in, in meaning and in depth, our Father. What that initial word uh, shows us, our, is that we are not praying alone. We're not praying alone. So when we pray, we acknowledge we are not praying alone. And that our includes others. It includes our neighbor, but most especially, it includes Jesus Christ himself. And so what that word our, as we begin the Our Father, it shows us that Christ prays with us. So when he says to his disciples, when you pray, say, Our Father, showing that whoever prays to the Father prays with Christ, through Christ, in the Holy Spirit. Our Father, Our Father. But also it shows us what Christ has done, which is that he has revealed this beautiful name of the Father to us. And because of Christ and because we pray with Christ, we can address the Father and we can address the Father with Jesus, our Father. The source has been come, has, we have come to know the source of all things, the Father, through the Son. And so through the Son and with the Holy Spirit, we are now, by Christ's grace, able to address the Heavenly Father. Our prayer is now able to pierce, as we can see, even the kingdom of God. Our Father who art in heaven, our prayers, because they are united to Jesus Christ, are heard in heaven. They resound in heaven, heard not only by God the Father, but by the angels and saints, because we unite our prayers to Jesus Christ. But that word, our, shows that we must also have a proper union with Jesus Christ. We must be in union with him to pray in truth with him. We must be in his grace so that we truly pray with Christ in the Holy Spirit. And in this way, in this union by grace, which we receive from the sacraments, when we pray with the Son and with the Holy Spirit, our prayer is addressed to our Heavenly Father. And then those words, our Father, they show orientation of prayer. They show the goal of prayer. The Father, the face of the Father, they show also the source of all grace and everything that comes to us and all goodness. So when we want things in prayer, we turn to the one who is goodness himself, the Father. And we turn to him and we pray to him, knowing that he is not some uh, absent presence or absent uh, person that has no interest in us. But we address him as Father, loving, one who we know only gives good gifts to those who petition him. Our Father, so much in those two words, 
so much that we could reflect on in those two words. And then we say, hallowed be thy name. Not that the Lord requires anything from us, but that is that his name might be more hallowed. That the name that has been given to us through the Son, the name of Father, should be held with all the awe and reverence that it deserves. Father, that this name may be made hallowed because it is at a great price that the Son makes this name known. The Son becomes incarnate to reveal the Father. The Son suffers death to reveal the love of the Father. All things that the Son does is to turn our hearts to the Father. And so when we pray, hallowed be thy name, it is that we might further receive the truth and the love that has come to us through Christ and respond in a right way to the one who has been revealed, which is the Father, by making holy his name, making holy the name of the Father. And then once we have addressed the Father, the source of all things, we pray that all the goodness of God and all of his love might also come down to earth and be in souls. Thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom come. The kingdom is simply wherever the king is. To pray for the coming of the kingdom is to pray that Christ might reign in hearts and that the Lord might take up his residence in hearts and rule there. And thus, and therefore, as each soul is converted to Christ and therefore converted to the Father, the kingdom of God spreads. But we know that the kingdom of God, as we read in Matthew's account as well, is tied to the will of God. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And that is also the purpose of prayer, that we come to do and to act and that our life is conformed to the will of God. Because in the kingdom, the will of God is done. In heaven, the will of God is accomplished. And it is for us to have our wills transformed to be more and more like God and to be more and more in conformity to the will of God. But how is this possible? Well, it is through the strength that he gives us. And this strength is most especially our daily bread. Give us this day our daily bread. The church fathers are unanimous pretty much in their um, in their understanding of this daily bread as the Eucharist, this supersubstantial bread as it is in the Greek, this bread of tomorrow as it is sometimes interpreted, and that's a very beautiful interpretation. It is in a certain sense a prayer to give us the bread of tomorrow today. And if you think of the Israelites as they walk through the de desert, especially when it came to the gathering of the manna, remember that on the Sabbath day they were not allowed to gather the bread. And so what they would do is they would gather it the day before, sufficient for tomorrow. And so what that represents for us as well is the Eucharist, the bread of tomorrow, which is the eternal day, eternity with God. Give us that bread today. And that bread is the Word. It is the Son himself. It is the Word as he gives himself to us through his wisdom and through his, the Scriptures, as he feeds our minds with his wisdom, but most especially, it is the bread himself given to us in Holy Communion. This bread, which is our daily bread, 
for the sustenance and the life of our soul, that we can be transformed according to God's will, that his kingdom might come, that the Father's name might be hallowed, and that we might eventually return to the Father. But before we can receive this bread, we need to be reconciled with Christ. And so we pray, forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. We cannot come to Holy Communion in a state of mortal sin. We have to prepare ourselves rightly to receive so generous a gift from God, the gift of his own Son, his beloved. And it is right that those who receive the Lord in Holy Communion should love the Lord as the beloved. And the way in which we show that we are love the Lord is by having his love within us, his Holy Spirit. And in order to have the Holy Spirit within us, we must be in grace. And so we say, forgive us our sins. But also there is another condition for forgiveness, which is that we forgive those who have sinned against us. We must forgive those who have sinned against us. How can we approach the banquet of Christ's passion and death where he is and merits the forgiveness of sins without ourselves forgiving? We come to the Lord who has forgiven all debts, all sins, and we must come like him, having forgiven all sins against us and coming to beg for mercy from him and to receive him, his body, his blood, his soul, and divinity. And in order that we might not sin, we then pray the next line, lead us not into temptation. And that is interpreted by a lot of the church fathers as simply, do not leave us in the temptation, but rather lead us through the temptation victorious, having not sinned, but having come out the other side stronger, able to resist temptation by his grace. We do not presume on our own power, but on the accompaniment that the Lord will be with us with his grace. And lastly, deliver us from evil, that the Lord in his mercy will free us and liberate us from everything that is not of him. And so what Pope Benedict uh, points out, and I think I've mentioned this before, but is that beautiful kind of pathway that is led through the Our Father if you go from the end back to the beginning. We are liberated from evil. We overcome temptation. We forgive others. We ourselves are forgiven. We then receive daily bread, the sustenance of the soul. We are then transformed. We become the kingdom of God because the God reigns with, within us. We also then are able to accomplish his will, to make holy his name, and to return back to the Father. Amen.